Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Bears Brothers podcast and postgame show. The place where Bears fans across the globe hang out online after every Bears game. Now get ready, because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. And I want to welcome you to our last, or we're thinking last, there's no way they trade back and gain any more picks here. We're in the seventh round. Uh, the Bears are officially on the clock here with the 224th overall pick here in the 2018 NFL Draft. Um, after uh, the Bears on day two, they went straight up offense. Today's been strictly defense. They've went defensive tackle, defensive end, an uh, edge rusher. And now we just wait and see to find out who the Bears' final pick is going to be here in the 2018 draft. So yeah, uh, they can go in many different directions. They can go ahead and try to get uh, a project that like offensive tackle. You can go get a secondary, uh, a unit that has not been addressed in the entire draft. They can surprise someone and maybe go with a young quarterback, a young running back, maybe even another wide receiver. Honestly, the opportunities are not opportunities, but the options maybe are endless for the bears. And real quick, before we go, I want to introduce myself. I'm your host, little wit. I'm joined by my bears brothers, Chris Bacher and, well, half Bears brother, I suppose we uh, decided on the last podcast, and Michael Dugan. And, Chris, I want to go to you real quick because uh, you were doing a little bit more research on the Bears' prior pick about his athletic ability uh, and fits. You want to go ahead and just share that with our listeners uh, who maybe are wondering, ooh, what? He's How athletic is he? Uh, how did he test out and who does he compare to? Uh, actually, our own Stephen Letizia. Um Posted a post, and I'll bring it up right now. He tested really well for his size. It uh, It's just this relative athletic scorecard that uh, I'm not exactly sure who does it. Um, but he tested uh, as a 9.56, and 10 is the highest they go, I believe, and 5 is considered average. So he's well above average in terms of his – athleticism and I mentioned on the last podcast that a player to look for as far as best case scenario who he could possibly be if he pans out uh is Brandon Graham who was a first round pick so I don't think we can expect anything like that but they measure about the same right but they measure remarkably consistent they had their uh 40 times were within like I think uh, three tenths of a second. They bench press the same. They weigh the same. They had the same uh, three or about the same three cone drill. It's it's pretty remarkable how consistent they were as far as the testing numbers go. 
All right. Well, the pick is in, and I can officially announce it here. So with the 224th overall pick in the NFL draft, the Chicago Bears took wide receiver Javon Wims from Georgia. He's six foot two, 215. Uh, last season, he had 45 catches for 720 yards and seven touchdowns. So here we go. Another wide receiver here by the Bears in this draft, which, of course, it's a position that they've been addressing all offseason long, which to me, I mean, I mentioned it a few minutes ago that they could go ahead and take another receiver double dip at the position here in the draft. I'm actually still pretty surprised they did that. I figured uh, they might have at least would have taken one player in the secondary. They might have even went with another edge rusher. But I bet you there's some edge rushers here who are in the bottom end um, on the board or here in the draft that they kind of hope make it to the undrafted free agency kind of period here. Uh, They'll start pretty much very soon after this draft. And so, Michael, I'm going to go to over to you. Uh, wide receiver here, one out of Georgia. I know you're watching some tape right now, but uh, just thoughts on the position and, uh, yeah, just thoughts on the pick. Well, I hate to sound like John Gruden here, but they called this guy Jump Ball Javon. This guy's got very <laughs> soft head. They do. I'm not making that up right now. Um, this guy's got very soft hands. He's got a great vertical leap. I don't know what he tested at the combine, but I remember watching this guy, and it seemed like almost every single game I watched Georgia play this year, I'm thinking, how did he just catch that ball? Uh, this is a guy with really, really good hands. He's about 6'3". Will's pulling up uh, his numbers at the combine right now. Looks like he ran a, just over a 4'5", 40, and then a 33-and-a-half vertical jump. I think he can. he's actually a better jumper than that shows. And a 33-and-a-half is nothing to scoff at. Um, but he's he's got a pretty good vertical. He's got good size. He's got really good hands. This is a pretty good possession receiver. I would have – he might have been my number two or three receiver in terms of my preferences, given what's left right now. I really like Simi Cobbs out of Indiana. I'm surprised he hasn't gone yet. But I think this is a great pick. He had a good year at Georgia last year. This is a possession guy that could get some pretty decent playing time over the next few years. So I think this is a good pick. Yeah, I mean, what you're seeing here, he's someone who he doesn't have great speed, but his size is very enticing. Again, the Bears, they've brought a lot of speed to this offense. So you have a guy who can go up and get it. You know, he might project better as like a wide receiver four or a wide receiver five, but he's someone who can go out there in a red zone and go ahead and make some of those jump ball plays in, in, of course, in the end zone, put some points up on the board. But uh, Chris, I want to go over to you. Is it fair to say that Ryan Pace loves Georgia? I mean, you went with Roquan Smith. Don't forget about Leonard Floyd. Uh, couple seasons ago and now you have another guy here in the seventh round in whims hey if you're gonna love a college why not love the one that was in the national championship last year uh Javon whims is pretty interesting i i know i had kind of looked into him before the bears ever got a guy like alan robinson or uh taylor gabriel or anthony miller way back when uh i i was texting i think it was my little brother and i said he might be a good guy just as a red zone target. He caught, I want to say, seven touchdowns last year for a Georgia team that had Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle as their running backs, so they didn't do a whole lot of passing. They really relied on that running game. I think he can add something in terms of a, being a red zone target. Maybe he doesn't make the team, maybe he does, but that's where I think he'll find his niche if he's going to find one in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. And I'm seeing here, he's a guy who is a very decent hands catcher. He's someone who, uh, of course, 
uh, with his size and the ability to use his hands to catch that ball at the highest point is at least if he can find a way to break free from NFL corners, which of course that's going to be the biggest question mark with his speed uh, translating into the NFL. Um, then he can go up there, beat those corners on those jump balls. And when he can do that, I think he can find himself a role in this team. But right now I'm still wondering if he's going to make the roster, the bears have put so many resources into this position. Uh, so right now, I think that's my big question mark. Maybe someone who begins on a practice squad works his way up, but it's a big, bodied receiver who can go ahead who excels on back shoulder throws i know michael you're watching some highlights here and some tape on him but i'm curious uh do you have any weaknesses they've seen so far or anything that you're maybe worried about here again seventh round pick there's gonna be uh some of course areas that he can cheer up his game but again he's coming from a great college here in georgia yeah based off what i see he doesn't have tremendous straight ahead speed it doesn't look like the best route runner doesn't have the sharpest cuts could be a little quicker on his feet but overall he's a pretty athletic dude he's got a very athletic frame 6'3 um pretty slender 6'3 but uh, he's a he's a physical runner he seeks contact he can go up and get the ball so this is a guy that in terms of a possession receiver not much is going to phase him pretty much right out of the gates especially compared to other rookies and and first and second year guys in the league but you know, like like you said, Will, this is a team that's invested a lot into the wide receiver position. So I, I don't know if they expect him to make a roster spot or to just increase the competition throughout the summer and the you know into the early fall for who's going to get playing time. I don't know what they have planned for this guy, but look, if he can make the roster, I think he could make a pretty decent impact in a couple of years. He's a great possession receiver. He's got great hands, and you know, to compliment Allen Robinson in terms of you know deep threats or, or guys that you can kind of lob the ball up to. Like I said, jump ball, Javon. Maybe this is a guy that can make an impact. Who knows? I think it's a pretty decent pick. All right, so a pretty decent pick for you. And this is actually pretty interesting. I'm just pulling up uh, Pro Football Focus's big board because he actually made their top 100 list. And the Bears picked at 224. And again, Pro Football Focus, uh, take it with a grain of salt, of course. But for them to have him in their top 100 players, I mean... That's pretty that's exciting because he's here at 224. The Bears got him. So at least there's some value there. Um, but Chris, over to you. How do you think he fits um within maybe uh Matt Nagy's offense? I'm at, I was actually just looking at the Kansas City Chiefs offense to see if he had a comparable receiver uh within that scheme. Um they don't make it easy to order by position, do they? Um, <laughs> Always something, right? Live shows. Uh, I think, like I said, I think he could be a good red zone target. I think that's one thing the Chiefs lacked last year, and it reflected in their uh, red zone conversion rate as far as converting touch or converting red zone trips into touchdowns. They didn't have a lot of tall guys. They had um, Travis Kelsey, obviously. But other than that, they didn't have a lot of big receivers. So I think he could definitely be a big receiver in um, in this Bears offense. I think he runs pretty good slants. Uh, I think he caught a few touchdown passes on slants, if I remember correctly. Um, it's an interesting pick. I think uh, practice squad might be where he's destined to go this first year, like you mentioned before. But uh, he – he could definitely make something happen with his NFL career if uh, he continues to work hard. One interesting thing about him is that he wasn't immediately dedicated to football straight out of high school. He actually took, I think, two years playing basketball, decided he wanted to go back to football, 
went to a JC and then transferred to Georgia uh, in 2016 um, and then had his junior and senior year there. So he's he was a little bit older, but a few of Pace picks this year have been on the older side. I think it was Kevin Fishbane tweet that you mentioned uh, where Kylie Fitz and Anthony Miller are both older than Jordan Howard. Yeah. So the, yeah, the bears are going a little bit older, but again, they went really young, uh, especially at someone like uh, a James Daniels who is only 20. So again, you're getting a, a combination of different players coming from different backgrounds, coming from, of course, different schools, smaller, bigger Georgia. Well, you have a couple coming from Georgia. Roquan Smith, he's not going to be uh, coming here alone to Chicago. So maybe he already has himself a roommate uh, once he gets over to Lake Forest. But no, honestly, when you look at Wims, I really like the size, right? Six foot four is what you see here on this chart and 215. And when you have a guy of that size, I mean, right now that compares to like an Allen Robinson. So now you have two bigger bodied receivers to go with like the smaller guys of like, um, of course, a Miller and now a Taylor Gabriel here in Chicago. You got a lot of speed. Now you bring a little bit of size to the equation and it just gives a defense just something else, just a little bit more uh, to worry about. Uh, Michael, when you're looking at whims, um, I want to know, again, seventh round pick, he's a project. He's someone who he's not even guaranteed to make the roster. But if you had to guess, would he make it? And if so, like, what would you maybe anticipate throwing, like, throughout a rookie year in a quarterback group that is, went from being one of the worst last season to now being one that is jam-packed full of what I'm calling pretty decent talent now from top to bottom. Yeah, I would agree with that. And uh, I don't know, it, it, with your point of making the team, I think he could, and I think, I certainly hope he can. I think yeah. it's I think it's likely. And I think this is a guy we're looking at high ceiling, low floor. I think if this is a guy that, like you guys have said, he, he started playing football four years ago, and he's already... He was the top contributor, the top receiver at Georgia, who was a play away from winning the national championships. Eight touchdowns, or I'm sorry, seven touchdowns last year, over 700 yards on a 62% catch percentage. I mean, look, this this guy can play and put him in an offense with a new coaching staff. If they can get their hands on him and and get a feel for where he needs to improve, I think this is a guy that has a pretty solid foundation right now that has learned the game so quickly and he he plays well beyond his years. He he's a smart receiver. He knows how to use his speed to get around and buy corners and in between the safeties and he's got great hands. You throw it up to him if it's anywhere in reach, he will go and get it. So this is a guy that has a great foundation already and if if he can really hit his stride, you know, coming into the NFL and and really buy in, I think this is a guy that has pretty high potential. All right, so uh, Chris, I want to address the elephant in the room. Uh, earlier, we talked about John Timu in his hot seat. Uh, there's a former first-round pick now on this roster in Kevin White, who we already know his seat's been getting warmer and warmer as fans are becoming uh, more and more impatient with him. Again, I think the Bears, they've mentioned, they're going to give him every chance, but also you can tell they're not going to really bank on it. They're going to give him his chance, but bringing in other guys who are going to be ready to kind of assume his role, but I want to know if he had to give it, let's go with a scale of one to 10. How hot is Kevin White's seat right now? I'm going to go with a six. It would be higher if he was, if his contract was uh, not guaranteed, like it would be if it was a fifth year option where you could cut him with no issue, but I'm going to go six just because they already have all the money devoted to him. They're going to give him every chance to make the, roster but i don't think 
we should ever expect anything out of Kevin White in a Bears uniform. Uh, I And this is coming from a guy who was very, very high on him when he came out. I had high hopes. I was pumped with the pick. But, yeah, he's definitely don't expect anything out of him. But I I lean towards him making the team right now over a guy like uh, Javon or Javon or I'm not sure, exactly sure how to say it. But um, – I lean towards Kevin White making a team over him just because they're not Kevin White can't be stashed on the practice squad like Wims can. Sure, I mean so. even Wims. I'm worried now. The more I think about it, with all this potential like Michael's bringing up, if you put him on the practice squad, I mean you're just begging for another team to go ahead and you know poach him and put him on their active roster. Yeah. And I think NFL teams, when you have a guy who's six four who can run good routes, who has a catch radius as much as Wims has, can go up there and win those contested balls. I think. Those guys are few, far, and in between in the NFL, so that's kind of worried some to think uh, if the Bears would put him on the uh, on the practice squad, so maybe he is a guy who is uh, has that chance of making the roster. Again, seventh-round picks, uh, you never want to say they're a roster lock, but he seems like a good one at that for anyone who is a quote-unquote seventh-rounder. But, yeah, he's a guy who brings the size. He brings a little bit of speed to him, uh, for at least for his size. He's someone who's a little bit savvy with his route running. I see here he's very good at, like, uh, varying his speed during the routes to kind of make like Michael brought up uh, corners bite a little bit on some routes, gained a little bit of that separation. And he doesn't even need a ton with his catch radius, his aggressiveness to go up and get the football. If he, uh, Trubisky throws it to him and he's heavily covered, he's going to be aggressive. He's going to make sure he gets himself in a position to go ahead and get that football. But guys, we're here. It's the seventh round. I'm getting a little bit famished. I'm not going to lie. We've, uh, we've had some donuts uh, a couple rounds ago and that's, that's been about it. So I'm about ready to call this a draft. All right. So putting it all together real quick, I just want to know your final thoughts. You don't have to go pick by pick, but just overall thoughts on how Ryan Pace did. I know later on this week, we're going to have Adam Johns on. We're going to have JJ Stankovitz as well on uh, talking about this draft, recapping this draft a little bit more coming up on Tuesday. But as of right now, as of Saturday, as the draft is officially coming to a close, guys, I want to know your final thoughts on Ryan Pace's now fourth draft man time is flying by here for ryan pace here in chicago but out of his fourth draft last year it seemed like he got a lot of uh projects guys who maybe i mean not projects for saying not all of them but when you're looking at like a three cohen and adam shaheen uh stuff like that you have guys who uh you can tell needed a little bit more time maybe a different system in place but now we got some guys early on who i think are instant plug and play starters and now at the end you're getting some role players some guys who can maybe groom into some bigger roles on this team. So just final thoughts in general on Ryan Pace's fourth overall draft. And Michael, I'm just going to hand it over to you. You want to grade with this one as well? If you want, yeah. I'm going to give it a B. I'll start out with that. I think to get an A, I need to look back at who you've picked, where you picked them, and say, okay, I see talent, and I see the direction you're headed. I like it. Let's get it going, A. I see the talent here, not to an A caliber extent. I see the talent, but I don't quite, I feel like there are still some holes. I don't know if you guys agree with me. There aren't a ton, but I feel like there are, I'm coming away from this draft thinking we could have done a little more here. You know, we could have done a little better. We could have addressed a couple more issues here. So I think they did a nice job accumulating some talent. There are a couple of head scratchers, most of which we covered today. Mm -hmm. Um, But within those head scratchers, me personally, I see the potential. So I want to see a little bit of a clearer path. As opposed, to, you know, as opposed to what we have now, where it's talent, but I don't know that we're necessarily locked in and going in one direction. So, I, I'd like to see a little bit of a clearer path as to what the plan is to grow and become a contender. And 
Um, but I like the talent. So I think I think this weekend was a B. Thursday and Friday, A. Mm-hmm. A minus A. Overall as a whole, I think it's a B. So does that drive like today to like a C? Today I'd probably put it as at a C plus B minus. I know that math doesn't really check out, but yeah, there were more more today. picks today than there were um Thursday, Friday. Is that right? Is that math right? I'm not a math guy. So neither am I. How do um, communications do? So we'll all right, we'll we'll pretend like it is. So I think overall it was a B weekend. There we go. Yeah, we can fake math on here. That's okay. Uh, no doubt about it. All right. So, Chris, I, I want to go to you. But before I do, I just want to mention the Bears fans real quick. Like, hey, uh, Ryan Pace, he's mentioned time and time and time again that the way to sustain and have sustained success in the NFL is building your team through the draft. So as much as we're maybe a little confused on some of these picks, again, I'm not even highly confused. I It's just some of these picks you maybe have uh, – Lower expectations, but let them exceed them, right? You can have high hopes, but lower expectations. These are guys who Ryan Pace must have a decent belief that they can become a part of this team's foundation for longevity of both like Trubisky, right? You have uh, with Trubisky, you have someone in Wims and someone in Millers, maybe some wide receivers that he can build a chemistry with and have some success uh, right now. And then, of course, down the road in the future. So maybe Wims isn't someone who bursts onto the scene here in 2018, but maybe 2019. Uh, his name starts getting out there a little bit more. And maybe by 2020, people are thinking, wow, Javon Wims, well, how come he was drafted all the way in the seventh round? He should have gone way sooner. Uh, so maybe they can build uh, that special chemistry here. But Chris, over to you. Uh, final thoughts on this draft as a whole? Um, as far as the Javon Wims pick, I'll give it a, a B minus just because I think he is a high upside guy. And last round, I told you guys to look out for Brandon Graham as like the potential highest upside that Kylie Fitz could be. Well, I'll give you a name that Bears fans know everywhere for the highest upside that Javon Wims could be, and that's Alshon Jeffrey. I just think he plays the same way. I think they're very similar in the way that they they can shield the cornerbacks and go up and get balls. They don't – not necessarily elite athletes, which we all know Alshon Jeffrey wasn't um, – but he was still a good football player because he knew body leverage and body control. As far as the draft goes as a total, um, Pace kind of went three different ways with his picks. The first three were plug-and-play starters, producers in college, really good. We, I think Roquan Smith's 21, so he's got a lot of years in him. Uh, James Daniels, as you mentioned, was 20, uh, so he'll be in the league for a long time. Um, Anthony Miller's a little bit older but just all three plug-and-play guys. Then you have the high upside project guys and uh, Iggy. Just call him Iggy. Just call Iggy. Him Iggy. <laughs> uh, and Bilal Nichols. I think those are two high upside guys that uh, are going to be projects for the coaching staff. And then you get uh, two guys that fell possibly because of age for whims and then age and injury for uh, Kylie Fitz. So I think he went – Three different ways you can almost break it into different sections for each uh, um, part of the draft. So I like what he did. I would give it up probably around a B to a B plus range. Uh, the more I see with Bilal Nichols, the more I like. The more I see with Fitz, the more I like. I still am a little bit iffy on that Iggy pick. Uh, just don't know enough about him. But uh, I like the last two picks. I think they're both high upside guys. I like Bilal. I think he's high upside. 
And I love that he got three starters in the first our first two rounds. Yeah, I will say first three, but you have three starters with the first three picks, which again, when you're doing that, you're doing something right here as a GM. And then at the end, you're trying to go with uh, trying to find the most upside, trying to find the most potential, the guys who can uh, stick it through, get with good coaching, kind of groom into some players that you vision. And of course, and of course, uh, Coach Negi, uh, he was someone who was super high in Anthony Miller. You have to wonder his thoughts here too uh, with Wims because I'm sure they wouldn't have drafted it if Pace was, I mean, if both Pace and Negi were like, eh, I don't know how he fits. I'm sure they have a role that they can envision him growing into uh, within this offense. And of course, I like the size that they're bringing because now with Robinson, you have decent size. Wimsy have size. And there's just so much speed now on this Bears offense. You can really beat defenses in a multiple a multitude of ways. So yeah, when I'm thinking about this draft as a whole, again, you guys really hit on all the main points. Um, so I'm not really going to kind of beat the bush, beat around the bush, beat the dead horse, whatever analogy, as you can tell, I'm getting very hungry guys, but whatever analogy I was going for there, you know where I was getting. It's been a long weekend, hasn't it guys? Anyone? For, well, for you more than me. That's you've true. Been, you've been really grinding. That's true. That's true. I appreciate all your guys' help, though, throughout the entirety of this weekend. Brandon, uh, for the first couple of days. Nick, uh, throughout the well, first three days until just now with the last couple. Or just the last one. I forget. It's Honestly, things are starting to run together. But um, to collect my thoughts, I believe Pace put together a very solid draft. I'm going to give it a B plus. Um, I think there's some positions that maybe... Uh, weren't addressed that surprised me. But again, I'm not in the war room. I'm not in the scouting department. I don't know this team as well as they do in the ins and outs, the kind of players they have in the locker room. They know that just a little bit more, and they put together such a strong offseason. I don't see there's any way that they would come out here and botch day three purposefully. Um, so I'm going to trust their judgment here. We'll see how all these picks pan out. But as of right now, I'm very excited with the Bears offseason. And I said it on Wednesday that a very strong draft can put this team really much over the top, especially compared to where they've been over the past well, almost decade. I think the Bears are really primed to take that next step. They have a lot of intriguing young talent, and it's exciting to see how they're all going to fit. So I think I'm going to wrap up right now with just thanking you all who are still watching live. Over 100 live viewers with round seven of the draft. I mean, that's some dedication right there. And for, if this is the first video that you've found us for some reason, definitely go back. We talk about every single one of the Bears draft picks all weekend long. And if you're someone who have, who's listened all the way from the Roquan Smith analysis, all the way through this other Georgia Bulldog here in Wims, I just want to thank you just a little bit extra. Pat yourself on the back. That's some serious dedication to sit here and listen to hours of analysis on all these Bears picks, but I'm glad we're able to provide you with the analysis and the insight that you are looking for. But yeah, and whims to last to, to round it off pace wants guys from championship backgrounds as he likes small school guys, but he likes guys who knows how to win. He was the leading receiver on a team that was the runner up for the national championship. So don't uh, when you're looking when you're thinking about Wim, just know he comes from a winning pedigree. He's going to come here hungry and he wants to continue winning, no doubt about it. So yeah, very strong draft for Ryan Pace. Uh, maybe day three got a little fuzzy here and there, but we'll see how it all pans out. I'm very excited to see uh, what all these rookies can do. And don't forget the undrafted free agency period. Ryan Pace tends to find at least one guy out of there that can end up starting and being a decent player uh, for this team as well. So yeah. That's going to do it for this episode of the Bears Brothers Podcast. Thank you all who watched live. Thank you to all of our podcast listeners. We'll be back on Tuesday with some more analysis, recap analysis. We're going to have Adam Johns on and, of course, uh, J.J. Stankovitz from NBC Sports Chicago. He does the Under Center podcast if you're looking for more Bears talk out there. But until next time, 
Hope you, hope you enjoyed draft weekend as much as we did, but it's time for me to get some food. I've been sitting in front of this ca camera all day long. So until next time, enjoy your Sunday, enjoy your Monday. We'll talk to you Tuesday, but until then bear down Chicago. Bear down.